to the ALT Insider Podcast, dedicated to making you have the most fun possible while living or dreaming about living in Japan. Whether you've been here for years or are just starting to consider it, we've got you covered. And now, your host, broadcasting from somewhere in Japan, James. James here coming at you with episode number 148 of the ALT Insider Podcast. Thanks for dropping in again on this show, which is a part of the Japan Podcast Network and is also a Patreon-supported show. And big news there, the first Patreon goal has been reached. There will now be a video Q&A with questions from the Patreon supporters. Thanks to all you awesome people out there. Uh, so that there's that. That will be coming out at the end of every month, starting with this month, of course. Thanks again to all you awesome people out there. Let me talk about last week. Last week I had an episode about drinking parties in Japan. What to do, what not to do, how to get crunked, how not to get crunked. Um, but I stupidly, I don't know how it happened actually, but my mic was unplugged somehow. So my webcam mic picked up the audio. That's why it sounds like crap. So sorry about that. I actually, after learning that it did sound like crap, I went back and recorded a whole other episode. But it was like not as good as the original because I had the, you know, you know, because I had the momentum going, the, the the flow going, and just sounded better. So what I ended up doing was just sticking with that. So hopefully it's okay. Hopefully it was fine enough for you to enjoy and learn how to, what to, what not to do at drinking parties in Japan and, and blah, blah, blah. That's it. So it won't happen again, hopefully, if I'm not stupid or whoever kicked out the thing. I blame my cat on that one, but there you go. This week, Kevin, Busan Kevin, Just Japan Podcast, Senpai there, he put out an article that's entitled... Can I survive on an English teacher's salary in Japan? Uh, yeah, so it goes through, you know, what, what English teachers can expect to make in Japan and, you know, can you survive on it? And uh, basically it says yes. If you're a single person, yes. If you have a family, though, no. So I thought, hey, this is a good opportunity to get someone that is, is making it work at, with a family in Japan and kind of get their opinion on it, get their kind of advice on it. So today I have a uh, five-year jet to now direct hire ALT Orin. And we talk about everything, his path to Japan, of course, why he liked Japan, what is, how it was being on jet. And then we get into how he makes it work now with a direct hire salary, which I admit, so let's just be fair here, a direct hire salary is higher than the average entry-level salary there. But if you have a family in Japan, I think you should know that, you know, an entry-level salary is not going to be that great. I do agree with what Kevin said in his post. It's going to be tough with a family. As I have a family myself, I'm not an English teacher anymore, but I was, and I know that's kind of why I had to, I pushed so hard with Japanese because I knew if I wanted to have a family in Japan, I could not be on the LT salary. So there you go. But he has a direct higher salary, so it's a little bit higher than normal, let's be honest. But he is making it work. So we get kind of into some of the strategies, what he does to make it work. And uh, yeah, that's he's he's making it work by himself. His wife does not work. So this is only on his direct higher salary. He's having a family with a, a, a child and everything. So there you go. Two two beautiful children now. So there you go. Um, t- please do check out Oren's uh, Instagram. It was really, really cool. He puts a lot of work into it. And uh, yeah, f- for, as a thank you for his time on this episode to help us learn about how to make it work as an English teacher in Japan, do check out his Instagram because he just put a lot of work in there. And there are some really cool pictures of nature. Nature pictures is kind of the same thing. Japan stuff, nature stuff, but it's cool. So go check it out there. Thanks, Orn, for your time. But without further ado, let's get to it. Oh, if you haven't read Kevin's article, go read it now before you listen to the episode. Go listen, then come back. The episode will still be there for you. But there you go. Without further ado, let's get to it. My interview with Orn. And we answer the question, can you survive on an English teacher's salary with a family? Stay tuned to find out. Even though I already spoiled the answer. Stay tuned to find out. All right, guys. Very special guest today. His name is Oren. How are you doing today, Oren? I'm doing great. How about yourself? 
pretty good. This is definitely not the second time we've done this because I definitely was recording the whole time. Of course. So you, uh, this is you know, back in the old days of YouTube, there was something known as a video response. People make videos, you make video responses. But now in 2018, we're going to the next level. This is a podcast response to an article done by our friend here at Just Japan, Busan Kevin here, said that the article was entitled, Can I Survive an English Teacher Salary? And today, me and Orn here are going to go through how you can make it work, uh, hopefully. So we'll see. But uh, to share a little bit about Orn here, what makes Orin cool, or an awesome guy. What are you doing here in Japan? What do you do for a living? Uh, I work for Nagano Prefecture as a ALT. That's what I do with my family. Awesome. So, and you know, you said you work for a board of education, so that means you have attained the Holy Grail that is known as direct hire position, correct? That is true. Awesome. So let's get into how you how you got that awesome Holy Grail. Uh, later in the interview. But first, let's start your humble beginnings. Uh, what got you interested in Japan in the first place? What made you decide that, hey, I want to work in Japan someday? Um, it started off uh, interest in anime in high school. And then once I entered university, I had a opportunity to study abroad uh, for four months here in Japan. And after that, that kind of really made me interested in coming back to Japan. So at the time, the only option... or at the only option is to um, basically to teach English. So mm-hmm. that was kind of my goal after university. Cool. So you, you, you have anime was the, was the, was the kickoff, the thing that you hate, Japan is cool. Yeah. And you went further and, and you actually lived there for four months. That's cool. So what is it like for four months when you're just a student here? What is it? Is it kind of uh, could you experience a lot of things or you just kind of have to work hard at school every day? How, what was it like? Both. Um, <laughs> I, I lived with the host family. And that was really interesting. The, this, the, my host brother was eight years old, and mm-hmm. he spoke like native English. Okay. Like his parents said that they ha- they had the larger vocabulary, but his English was better. Wow. Okay. So that's good and bad, I guess. Yeah. Right? So I mean, it was really it was it was fun with them, and then that school was challenging because, um, just it's a totally different kind of school. I mean, it was, it was a Western style, but still with the language, the intense language course. Okay, so then you go there. We could probably make a whole show about that, but let's let's skip over that and say that was a was it a success overall? Looking back, was it a good thing or bad thing? It was a good thing. Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Okay, so let's let's fast forward then. So you got past that. You go to college. And, hey, I want to go back to Japan. So English teaching is probably my avenue to do that. So what what kind of steps did you do at that point to get a job here? Um, let's see. Uh. I, I just I applied for the JET program, and actually my first time applying, I I uh, got the alternative list. Is mm. it alternative? Yeah, alternate alternate list. Yeah, and so I was never called upon after that. So my second year applying, second year applying, I decided to try to get some experience teaching ESL. In my mm. local area, because we had a lot, lots of um, immigrant workers, so there okay. they they there was a lots of opportunities for ESL through the some um, programs in the area. That's cool. So you got it, so you got the alternate list, and then you didn't get the call. Yeah. So you said, "Hey, I w- let me make my resume a little bit better here," and then you went about you know get some ESL experience. Yes, and I did some um, high school, high school, elementary school substitute teaching too. Okay. That's cool. So you know, so your your resume is getting better, and obviously, a next year comes. Yeah. And uh, I guess it was successful that time, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. 
Cool. So then you're off to do, oh, I guess we got to ask one question because people always are, you know, interested in that. So what, what kind of, let's give a little bit outline. Don't, don't get say, of course, we can't go through all your SOP, but why do you think your SOP was successful? Why do you think your interview was successful? Any advice there? My, um, SOP was, it was honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I answered what I, what I really thought was the best of what I was. Mm-hmm. And I had my um, father look it over and really give me some advice on that. Mm, okay. He, I, I believe that he's a good writer. So I was, I felt confident with him looking at, looking at it over. And then the interview, it was nervous. It was, I was in DC for the interview. So I mean, I, maybe that was more nervous because that's the like actual embassy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I don't, I really can't remember. I just remember <laughs> just being nervous and meeting some new people that I stayed in contact online from there. But it was a very uh, difficult situation, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then you get, you know, you get, obviously, you obviously got there. You got through the interview somehow. You said you're nervous, but it worked out, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, you know, then you get, where did you, how about this? What did you, where, where did you put for your placement request and where did you get set in the end? And how, how did you feel about that? Uh, placement requests. I I chose to be in the Kansai area because that's where I, my I did university. I had um, some friends, family friends, and um, Hugo Prefecture, so I, I asked to be in that area, and then Saitama maybe because they were a sister city. They are a sister city to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Or uh, somewhere in that area, a sister city to Pittsburgh. So I, since I grew up outside of Pittsburgh, I thought I would choose that. Okay, cool. So then, okay, then you get in the jet program. Hey, you're there. Was it everything you hoped it'd be? Was it? Was it? Uh, you know, was it uh, as good as you hoped it'd be? Or was it worth less? Not as great as you thought it'd be. What was it like for you? Yeah, I, I think it was better than what I thought it was going to be because the original plan was only to stay one year, two years at most. Mm-hmm. And we ended up staying all five years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And you said we. So, I think you said we there. So uh, We, yeah, <laughs> what we. Are, explain what that means exactly. Um, been married. I've been married the whole time with my wife here and before we, before we came to Japan. So we got married um, in 2010. 2010, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you all supplied together then? No, just me. Oh, okay, okay. So she just can't. Oh, that's that's kind of a big thing there, because a lot of people worry about that. I'm married. Can I get in the jet program? Is it gonna work out? Blah yeah. blah blah. So you made that happen. You were already married, and you both came together to Japan. Yes. Wow. Okay. So wow, that's kind of a you know, it's, it's not a not a common thing. So they must have really liked you, I guess. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and this in the in the school I worked for, I think they really liked me, and I really like I really liked them too. So. Okay, so how about did you know the jet jet salary is obviously a great salary. It's much better than a lot of way other ways to get to Japan in the first place. But it's not Scrooge McDuck jumping jumping through the coins and stuff yet. Uh, so you are supporting your wife and yourself on the jet salary, I assume. And why? And I I came in two thousand eleven, so I was the last year to get the like the um how much the before they did the reduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, yeah, I remember. I can't remember the numbers exactly, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but I had I was my year was my year. Two thousand eleven was the last full full before deduction. They started that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but it was just I mean just us two. It was fine. We still had plenty of um 
we could we traveled all around Japan. By our second year, we've already we had traveled with like um to Hokkaido down to Okinawa. Oh wow, cool. So yeah, you were definitely taking so, it, making it go a long way then. Yeah, we were making it work for what we had. <laughs> cool. So then, you know, you obviously you liked your school, you were working out because you stayed the whole five years. So that's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the, what, what was your wife? What was your wife doing during that time? Was she working still, or you still just uh, working on your uh, jet salary there? Um, jet salary. We l- lived in a pretty not like very countryside, but it was not a big city, so there wasn't really lots of other opportunities to work, and like the. There was some opportunities maybe with Aikawa, but that would have put her schedule so different from mine. It would have, we would have not seen each other or not been able to actually go out and experience Japan together. Mm-hmm. So we made a decision not to do that because, yes, we would have more money, but we wouldn't have been able to actually spend the time together. Okay, that makes sense. So then, okay, your five years is up, and now it's like, hey, you can't be jet more than five years, right? So you got to do something else. So what kind of steps did you take to make that transition to something else? Did you think about going home? Uh, that was, yeah, that was a consideration. Every year, every year there was a consideration going home or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we asked ourselves, was it, is it worth it? Do, are we having fun? Do we want to continue? So um, we asked, I mean, we really thought we were going to go home after five years, but we both felt like as if we weren't, ready mm-hmm. we just we still had more to do more to see so um that last year we were we've been keeping an eye out on different jobs that were like direct hires and whatnot that was popping up around and starting in august and i saw nagano had was hiring people in 2015 so i was keep keeping an eye on that the next year, hoping they were going to hire more direct hires. And that popped up, and they were. Okay, so let's two questions here. So what kind of was your criteria every year uh, to stay or not stay, I guess? Because, you know, it's a big thing. Some people, it's kind of a tricky thing. It's, I think, some people fail at. Uh, more people than more people fail at than don't. Then they just say, well, I'm just going to stay another year. You know, what's another year? What's another year? And it keeps going and going, right? So what kind of yeah. your criteria to choose to, to stay? What kind of things were you looking for to, you know, things to check on the checklist to stay or not stay? I mean, just really simple. I mean, where are we having fun? Mm-hmm. Is this something that we actually continue, want to continue doing? Um, nothing really too in depth. Just simple. Is it fun? Do we like it? Are we ready to go home? Because we knew, I mean, some people here, in, some of the foreigners here in Japan, they stay so long they become bitter. Yeah, yeah. And it's not really they're not enjoying themselves, but for some reason they're still here. Yep. So we knew that was a possibility. So if we ever felt like as if that was happening. Like we were actually ready to go home, then that was going to be it. Cool. If one of us was ready, we were going to go. Yeah. Okay. So then you obviously, you, so, you, you, it seems you made a good choice because you were still having fun. I think that's the most important criteria, right? Are you still having fun? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't look for these future goals like, you know, well, I still have all these things I want to do. Well, there's a reason you haven't done them yet either, you know? So I think you had a good, a good mindset, though. Is it fun or not? That's a good way to think about it. So the next question, though, was you, uh, Seem like you made it seems like it's such a simple thing. Like, oh, direct hire jobs, it's so easy to get those. <laughs> but a lot of people out there are pissed, you know, listen to this podcast getting angry because it's not that simple, at least not in my, uh, my untrained, uh, my untrained mind. So, how did you find these direct hire positions? And you sound like there was more than one available. So, where did you find this? Was it a website or what? How did I even 
find it. I think um, AJET, like their job Facebook group thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called right now. I think there's an AJET, AJET jobs posting thing. A website Facebook. or a fa- Facebook, oh, Facebook group? Okay. Facebook page group. AJET job um, listings. There it is. Yeah. And they it had popped up. There was a they, Nagano Prefecture was hiring direct hires starting in August. And also, what what else pop? What else did I see? Um, it was. Um, Shizu, Shizuoka. Mm. There were. It was the other one. So actually, I we were kind of wholly trying not to do Akawa, just because that's usually ends up being a, a lot lower in pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then if it was going to be that, that was going to be much more challenging. Yeah, so you said you said the goal of a direct hire because you knew the compensation was a little bit better than other options, yeah. Yeah, and so actually I applied to just those two. I applied to a direct hire in Shizuoka City, yeah, I think it was, mm-hmm. and to Nagano Prefecture, fill out the applications, um, and they both they both offered me interviews, like a week apart, a week apart. So I was in Kyoto Prefecture, up in the north by the Sea of Japan. <laughs> so I, I had to travel down, travel to both cities for the first time to do this um, job interview. So <laughs> yeah, so that's and that was on your own dime, correct? Uh, yeah. Wow. So yeah, you, had to go, was... you had to make travel to these places to get this interview for the direct hire position, and uh, yeah, so I guess I guess it they must like your resume and stuff enough to give you a shot, though, right? Yeah, they. Yeah, I must have had some something right with my experience, or just using the right magic words. <laughs> yes, yeah, so to say that I was the perfect one. So then you get, you know, you do the interview, and how did the how did that go? Were they both awesome? Did you get to choose from either of them, or did one go better than the other? How did that yeah, work? I, I, I didn't think either interview went that well. <laughs> um, Shizuoka wanted me to do a. Mo- it was for elementary school, junior high, and I've only been at senior high school. And they wanted me. To, they wanted a mock lesson. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I figured something out, and I thought that went terrible. But I, they ended up giving me an offer. Mm. And then also um, at Nagano, it was just one foreigner and three Japanese. Okay. And it was just so. Um, I guess it was similar to the jet. Uh, interview okay and just like questioning about me and myself oh yeah shizuoka there was like nine or ten people in the interview room oh okay you you know you have competition no 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 the interviewers oh interviewers oh jesus you had a whole panel there to deal with yeah it was a lot of people interviewing me so (laughs) that's kind of that was that yeah that was really intimidating with that yeah people think the jet interview is hard with three but you had nine wow yeah, it was like it was a lot, nine or so. So you walked out of there. You said you weren't too confident with how you did, but obviously, they let, let you, you got some good news then, huh? Yeah, I got good news from both of them. Wow! So you had your choice. Okay, so you had you yeah. obviously did something good. So okay, you have some skills that people need to know about. So what do you think makes you good? In, I mean, you said you didn't think about well, so maybe you won't know. But what do you think makes you a good interview? Is it just or was it just your past experience? You think? I think it's really with my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, at the school I was at in Kyoto, North in Kyoto, it's a very rural area, but we had, they had an inter- they have an international 
culture course studies program. And with that, I was very involved, helping students prepare to go exchange programs, helping um, foreign foreign classes like Taiwanese students or Australian students, whoever come and prepare my class to meet them. Mm. Um, I I held multiple English days where I had to organize intense organization to make sure this event went well. So I've I've done many different. I've helped my 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 student the students with like um, tour guides with the lo- with a cruise ship that would come into town with foreigners. So I had lots of different experience with outside of classroom stuff. Wow, yeah. So that sounds like a lot of stuff that you know most people don't do. Are this all by yeah. your own uh, volition, or did just kind of you had you kind of part of the job at your school? That was part of it. I mean. Things were added on later, like the cruise ship started after a couple years being in town because that was something new. Um, but a lot of it was already there that they want they they expected me to do. So I had to figure out how to do it. Oh wow! On the spot. Okay, so yeah, you definitely had a a high. Uh, what's, what's the word? You had a lot of demands on you as a jet then. Yeah, it was, but I think it ended up being fine because I became very comfortable doing these different things, and that's really it helped me. In this next part, being um, with the direct hire here in Nagano, I guess um, you know I don't think you mind me saying this. You don't seem to me like an overly Genki kind of person, or I, I can't tell how you teach, but I would imagine you're not the kind of Genki kind of clownish kind of person. Uh, is that is that my wrong in that uh, assumption there? No, I don't. I don't have. I don't, I'm not um, high tension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot of. I don't bounce off the walls. I do give off more. I try to give off more energy in class and be more joking Mm -hmm. trying to get the students to smile and interact but no i don't really have much high energy i'm not like low energy but i mean it's i'm not bouncing off the walls being a clown uh it's okay so then you're in direct higher position uh quickly here i guess the the last kind of question here what's kind of the biggest difference from direct higher and jet is it is it better is it worse How, how is it um i mean i think this is really this is something that depends on the school where you where you work at I mean from it's contract wise it's very similar because my contract is based off of it's very based off as similar to the jet contract um but what the school expects me to do in some ways is similar to my previous school but and also it's different so it really I mean like it's different because of the school, the different people, different stuff. So there's no simple. Yeah. You know, the famous saying that we could go with the ESID, of course. Uh, No, I was going to say, I talked with a, um, the coordinator in Tokyo. mm -hmm. I did some, I did some of the orientation, welcome to Japan um, stuff of maybe my third year. I went like the new jets when they come to Tokyo, the orientation. Um, I spoke with one of the coordinators there, and she was saying that their jet program was really trying to move away from that. Every situation is different. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because it was getting them into like some trouble because they couldn't really give answers. So this was maybe two thousand, yeah, maybe two thousand or thirteen. They were trying to actively move away from that. 
famous phrase in the jet program yeah just yeah it's just the sad point is it's so true because you know some people have yeah many classes a day and some people have you know zero class a day so they kind of have to use it but i get it but even my success i still stay in contact with my successor at my previous school oh wow um and even his his situation is different from mine so Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of just the nature of the beast yeah i mean personalities and whatever i mean same school, basically the same teachers, but his experience has already been greatly different from mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, so I guess let's talk about now. Let's get to Kevin. Kevin. Um, Kevin's article here says, you know, can I survive on an English teacher's salary? Uh, basically, says it's, it's he he was doing a job that uh, he was doing a kindergarten job, uh, teaching six days a week, and he said, you know, he had a family, of course, so he felt like he was digging himself in a financial hole. And he was he was already making more than let's say the average dispatch company ALT would make as as you are yourself as well. Uh, so yeah, you have a family, obviously. Uh, we didn't. We, I think we don't think we hit on it, but you do have a family with with children now, right? Yeah, children. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you know. So I guess how are you making it work? Is your wife working as well, or are you just going off this direct higher salary? Uh, we're going off the direct higher salary, um, with with um, with a newborn now and a toddler she doesn't really have the opportunity to go out and work so much Mm -hmm. um we're just very stingy on our money Mm -hmm. so we're making it work somehow and and doing that yeah that's cool yeah so i'm in the same situation i have a 10 month old and two and a half year old so pretty 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 close to you i guess so yeah it's definitely it's definitely tough though. like you have to make some kind of sacrifices though you do say that correct like you can't you know travel as much as you want's good yeah yeah we're not we're definitely not traveling as much i do more traveling but that's also partly because of my my school needs me to travel to different locations <laughs> for different events okay so i guess big picture thing here though so if you can't if you couldn't get on the jet program you couldn't get direct hire do you think you'd be able to make it work on that salary if we lived in a more, if we lived in a bigger city, mm-hmm. I believe we could because then there would be more opportunities for my wife to find some sort of employment, even if it was more like in the evenings, just some conversational class conversation stuff. Okay, because you're in a smaller town, so that kind of side jobs are kind yeah, of yeah, fine. Yeah, I mean, th- there are there are opportunities here, of course. We have to. We we will just have to look harder. And for the most part, the the foreigners who have been here, who are married to Japanese, who have been here for many, 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 many years, already have that kind of side side English locked in. Yeah, yeah. So coming, so coming in just two a year and a half ago, where we kind of locked out of that ability. Yeah, that's part of you know some some way that people do make it work. Like Kevin didn't hit on is. They do have side projects, side stuff, side side jobs, side uh, you know, private lessons, stuff like that, and that is a way that some people yeah. supplement what they're doing. Uh, I guess with you know, with you, when your situation, that's tough. But yeah, I guess. So, how about would you recommend? Because a lot of people reading this are not, in, a lot of people listening to this are not in Japan right now. They're wondering, they want to be in Japan one day. Uh, knowing what you do now and how you know the salary, how it works out and stuff, would you recommend someone you know, bright eyed and and uh, you know, excited about Japan to work in Japan as a teacher, knowing how much you're going to get paid in the end. I mean, it's not about. I mean, for us, it was never about the money. It was more about the ex- experience. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're actually interested in Japan, yeah, 
but then I've met ALTs who were interested in Japan, and they burned out quickly. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, sometimes it you might be the most diehard J- Japan Japanese fan, I don't know, um, person who loves Japanese media, whatever. But when you come here, Japan's not what you thought it was going to be, and it really kind of burns you out. Mm-hmm. So I had an ALT. He thought he had his he had his own idea what Japan was going to be, and his he his expectations were not met. And it just was all downhill from there. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it could be great. But at the same time, you could just get the wrong deck of hands, deck of cards. And it's not not good, not good for you. Yeah. So you're saying the money, the money thing is not the biggest aspect. Uh, it should not factor in as much as maybe some people think it should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're coming to Japan to make money... That's probably the wrong idea because you can make more money teaching English in other countries than Japan. Yeah, if you if you're coming to Japan to if you're coming to Japan as a new teacher to make money, rethink life basically. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. that's not many years ago though. There was you know twenty years ago that was the th- that was the case. People came to Japan to to pay off their uh, their school loans and stuff. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could still do that today, but there's better places there's more there's well well be, well paid more well better places to do that <laughs> yeah better places to have for sure again as we said with this is with a family right so if you're yeah. single we should say and you're single and you just gotta worry about yourself you can save money i, I know i know it because i did uh for, for a while you know so if you are single it shouldn't it shouldn't we shouldn't be like saying you never can save money we're talking about oh, the family yeah we definitely can with the family it's a little bit different when you're by yourself all you gotta worry about yourself and Having fun on the weekends once in a while. You can always cut that off, by the way. Fun on the weekends, but uh, yeah. So how about you? What, how about going out to eat and stuff? Do you get the chance to do that, or is that part of the being stingy? You don't do that too much. We don't do that as much as we used to, mm-hmm. and now we don't, and we don't really have. We have to find more affordable places to eat now too. Okay, so give, how about give us a little rundown on one of those? So in my head, affordable means, uh, you know, sushi place with the hundred yen a plate. What does it mean for you? Yeah, the 100 yen sushi, uh, <laughs> McDonald's. Classics. Um, we're at stereotypical Americans when we go to the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, of course they're here. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that's um, ramen. Classic. There, there's, a, there's a nice burger place across town that we treat ourselves to every couple months, few months. For every four or five months, <laughs> um, but more affordable places. I mean, like fast food, McDonald's. But even even at some even at times, that's not even so affordable. Yeah. yeah. So, how about for like the entertainment side of things? What do you do to kind of have fun? Because obviously, you know, you got. Yeah, I can't imagine you have a uh, you know the newest game system and stuff. I'm still rocking the Wii U, but what about you? <laughs> I'm with the Wii. <laughs> yeah, you got the Wii, yeah. I haven't turned it on in probably a year, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to get the suit, this mini Super NES. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because I really, I think my son would really like that. But, no, I don't want to get the Famicom, the Super Famicom. I want to get the Super NES because I want to enjoy these games that I grew up playing in English Mm-hmm. Not not Japanese. Um, yeah, maybe cool. one day, 
because that's that's cheaper than a full priced um, switch or whatever. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Um, but what are we doing for entertainment? Um, I I enjoy taking pictures and being outside. So I I will often go out, take pictures, and will bring my son along, and he will take pictures on his little camera that he has. Um, we go out as a family. We'll go out for walks together, and when the weather's nice, um, go up to the local eat. We go to the local Eon Mall for entertainment mm-hmm. purposes. Usually ends up with someone being upset, like the toddler, um, because we won't let him play at the arcade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, entertainment is just really we don't. There's a movie theater in town, but it's different. I mean, movie the- movie tickets are pricey here in Japan, more so than America, I believe, or more so where where I used to live in America. Yeah. Um. But actual entertainment, I mean, just simple things, going out. Last weekend, we went to the local zoo. It's not. It's a free city zoo, so it's nothing special. But our our son, he really enjoyed running around and looking at the animals, yeah. and riding on the riding on the toy train that they have there. Yeah, I think Japan has a lot of stuff to do that doesn't cost money. You know, I, I call yeah. that the mall walking. I call it urban walking. So we, <laughs> we go around, walk around the mall. We we may buy a thing or two, but it's always a you don't you don't have to spend a lot of money just going to the mall. It's also fun for sure. But yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stuff like that. It's free in Japan. You know. Yeah, we do a lot of walking and just trying to get around and just see, try to see the town as much as we can. Mm-hmm. During the summer, we go to as many different festivals as possible. The different firework festivals. Yeah, that's a good idea too. Yeah, for sure. So, cool. Yeah, so you definitely, you know, it definitely is true what Kevin says, but it's also you can survive as as Orin is doing here. So I guess um, you know, what's kind of your future goals though? So is this something you direct higher position? Um, I don't, I know it's it's usually different than Akai when and and a dispatch company when you can get a raise on the on the sometimes it's possible to get a raise like in those other positions it's just. If you want to raise it, just forget about it. So, what is it like a dispatch in, in your direct hire position? Is it possible to move up a little bit? Is it possible to get bump in in pay in the future? Or? Yeah, the, the pay scale is similar to the, similar to Jet. So, I actually took a reduced reduced pay my first year, and then each year now it's increasing a little bit. Oh, cool. Okay. Is there a time limit though? So do you have to you know the same five five year rule for five years. Yeah. But then also in Nagano Prefecture, a lot of the different c- cities have direct hires too. Mm. So, so if we wanted to stay longer, potentially I could apply for a job at the, one of these smaller cities across the prefecture. Yeah, and once, and once you have the direct hire on your resume too, it just makes getting your next direct hire position all the easier uh, from people I've talked to, of course. But yeah, that's cool. So where can people find more of your stuff online? Because I know you're doing some cool stuff online. So where can people find you? I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram. Um, my name is Orin Backwards. So N I R R O zero four. Now definitely link that in the in the show notes page. So that's your main kind. Of, and you know, you said like pictures. What can we expect when we see your pictures? Is it kind of nature stuff? Is it kind of people Mostly stuff? Outdoors outdoor stuff so maybe from my hikes or different during the summer i post a lot of pictures of fireworks uh, from the festivals that we go to um japan centric stuff outdoors 
So cool. Nothing. And I'll share every once in a while more, maybe more a personal picture of something with the family, but mostly Japan kind of stuff that that I'm doing. Awesome. Yeah, it's so all get, stuff that I do. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here, though. So you, let's see. If, can you answer this question? Can, can, uh, just uh, Busan Kevin asked it, so I'm gonna ask you. So can I survive on an English teacher salary? And your answer is yes, right? Yes, you can. If it's a well, if it's a good enough, if you're a family and it's a well-paid salary. A decent paid salary, yes. Cool. There you go. So, guys, it's possible. It takes some work. Let's be honest. It does take work, obviously. You can't just be, you know, flashing the bills all the time. But it is possible if you put the work in, be a little skimpy in some areas, and you can make it happen. So, Oren, thanks for coming on. I will definitely send people to your Instagram. And, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm rocking and rolling in Japan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the ALT Insider Podcast. For more info on how you can have more fun working in Japan, visit altinsider.com. See you next time.